conference a service of prayer at the close of the day. Almighty God, grant us a quiet night and peace at the last. Amen. By day, O God, you grant your steadfast love, and at night your song is with me, a prayer to the God of my life. We reflect on the day. We reflect on the ways in which we were God's hands, God's voice today. We reflect on the ways others were God's hands, God's voice, God's love for us today. We reflect on the day and confess our sins. Holy and gracious God, I confess that I have sinned against you this day. Some of my sin, sin I know, the thoughts and words and deeds of which I'm ashamed, but some is known only to you. In the name of Jesus Christ, I ask forgiveness. Deliver and restore me that I may rest in peace. In the mercy of Almighty God, Jesus Christ was given to die for you. And for his sake, God forgives you all your sins. As a called and ordained minister of the Church of Christ and by his authority, I therefore declare to you the entire forgiveness of all your sins. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. The Lord be with you. reading from Jeremiah. You, O Lord, are in the midst of us, and we are called by your name. Do not forsake us. A reading from Matthew. Do not worry about anything, saying, what will we eat? What will we drink? What will we wear? Indeed, your Heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. Strive first for the kingdom of God and the righteousness of God, and all these things will be given to you as well. So do not worry about tomorrow. It is in God's hands, and so are you. In the Gospel reading this coming Sunday, it's from Jesus' Sermon on the Plain less known perhaps by, by title uh, as, as what is called the Sermon on the Mount in Matthew's Gospel, chapters uh, 5 and 6 and 7. Luke recounts a time when Jesus teaches extensively, not as extensively as, uh, as uh, in Matthew, uh, with a crowd gathered and with his disciples listening. And he says some of the same things he says in the Sermon on the Mount. Uh, including some rather radical things, like in a world where you're taught to hate your enemy, love your enemy. In a world where you're taught to uh, do unto others before they do unto you, uh, do unto others as you would have them do unto you. In a world that judges, sometimes harshly judges you, 
Jesus urges his followers not to be judges of others, but to be instruments of God's love and mercy for others. The Old Testament reading shows that uh, mercy was not invented in the New Testament. As we have uh, the story of Joseph and his brothers, and many of us know the story, that horrible story of on all kinds of fronts. I mean, Dad has favorites among the kids, resentments brew. Joseph is a little precocious, and even frankly, uh, I don't know, I might have been a little upset with him too. Hey guys, I had a dream, and you all bowed down to me. Want to hear another one? Um, finally, you know, they, they sell him as a slave in Egypt and um, tell his dad he was killed. Later, circumstances become such that Joseph, uh, favored by God, though he finds himself first imprisoned for years, um, um, is blessed by God and through circumstances uh, empowered by God, um, becomes the number two person in Egypt uh, behind Pharaoh himself in charge of um, storing food for uh, a famine that Joseph had rightly prophesied would come. And finally, the brothers, where the famine has affected them back in the, in the land of Canaan, um, here there's the food in, in, um, in Egypt. They come and there's a series of interactions that are, that are uh, somewhat playful, somewhat discerning, but in the end, uh, Joseph tells his brothers, though they didn't recognize him, why would they, um, who he is. From Genesis 45. Joseph said to his brothers, I'm Joseph. Is my father still alive? But his brothers could not answer him. So dismayed were they by his presence. I'm sure they were. And Joseph said to his brothers, come closer to me. And they came closer. He said, I'm your brother, Joseph, whom you sold into Egypt. And now do not be distressed or angry with yourselves because you sold me here. For God sent me before you to preserve life. For the famine has been in the land these two years, and there are five more years in which there will be neither plowing nor harvest. God sent me before you to preserve for you, oh, for you a remnant on earth and to keep alive for you many survivors. So it was not you who sent me here, but God. He has made me a father to Pharaoh and lord of all his house and ruler over all the land of Egypt. Hurry and go up my father and say to him thus says your son Joseph God has made me Lord of all Egypt come down to me do not delay you shall settle in the land of Goshen and you shall be near me and your children and your children's children as well as your flocks your herds and all that you have I will provide for you there since there are five more years of famine to come so that you and your household and all that you have will not come to poverty and he kissed all his brothers and wept upon them. And after that, his brothers helped him. It's not fair. It's not the way of the world. It is the way of one who understands that mercy and grace are the most powerful and transformative powers there are in the world. It's also the way of one who Though he knows that his brothers did what they did, saw what God did with it. Later in Genesis, um, 
what he says to his brothers after dad dies and they're afraid that he's gonna that he's gonna he's just waiting for dad to die before he really got got back at him he says no no you did what you did meaning it's for evil but god meant it for good sometimes when things happen that aren't good or seem unfair or wrong I find it helpful to ponder what is the good that God can do with this where is the good place God can lead me to from this what is the good God can empower me to be midst this. Guide us waking, O Lord, and guard us sleeping, that awake we may watch with Christ, and asleep we may rest in peace. Now, Lord, you let your servant go in peace. Your word has been fulfilled. My own eyes have seen the salvation which you have prepared in the sight of every people, a light to reveal you to the nations and the glory of your people Israel. Guide us waking, O Lord, and guard us sleeping, that awake we may watch with Christ, and asleep we may rest in peace. Let us pray. Be present, merciful God, and protect us through the hours of this night so that we who are wearied by the changes and chances of life may find our rest in you. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Gracious God, we give you thanks for this day, especially for the good we were, we were permitted to give and to receive. The day is now past, and we commit it to you. We entrust to you the night, we rest securely, for you are our help, and you neither slumber nor sleep. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. It's the time now we pray the prayer Jesus taught us. In my praying of the prayer, sometimes I pray it the way my forebears in the faith taught me. I invite you to do the same. If our words are not all the same, please don't. Our prayers are. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we forgive us, give us our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Now in peace I will lie down and sleep. You alone, O God, make me secure. Let us bless the Lord.